Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Welcome into The Drive with A.D. and Raph. Former Husker football national champion, speaker, and author, Aaron Davis. Nebraska will win the national championship. The Cornhuskers beat Miami. It is history, 13-0, and bring that trophy back to Lincoln. Former Arena Football League quarterback, former head coach of the Capital City Crush, and guru of Husker football history, Chris Rapp. 25 straight wins for the Cornhuskers. One of the most dominating stretches college football history we may have seen one of the best teams in the history of college football tonight brought to you by sand hills global on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket fm.com all right everybody we're back again this is the drive on 93.7 the ticket it is friday AD, we have ourselves a guest on the phone. History, history, history. Yes, we do. Mr. George Trice. George, good morning. Hey, how you doing? What's going on, fellas? Doing good. How you doing this morning, George? I'm good. How are y'all doing? Bro, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Does anybody call you GT? They do. <laughs> so you can, you, and hell, we're friends now, so you can call me GT as well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, JT, GT, they call me AD. This uh, Chris Raff is the one that reached out to you. Uh, he's actually remote. He's in Omaha this morning, uh, 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 just on business. And we got Nick that's here in the studio with us. George, where are you located at this morning? Uh, well, this morning I'm in. I'm actually in Iowa, but I, I live in Phoenix, Arizona. Where I actually live in Surprise. It's a suburb of Phoenix. So mm-hmm. I live out there in uh, nice warm weather. There you go. It ain't warm here, bruh. <laughs> no man, I got I got in here and it was a sheet of ice everywhere. I I don't miss these days. I lived in Iowa for about ten years and I don't miss these days. <laughs> Go ahead, Ralph. Uh, well, for first question, I want I I I want to ask you is being the cousin of Jack Trice when you go to um, Iowa State games, do people know who you are? Majority of people do not know who I am, and and I like it that way. Um, I had some opportunities when I was at school to use my last name to get some things, um, but, <laughs> but nowadays, as an adult, you know, I just go by George. But when I'm with certain friends, they like to throw my last name out there. But it does help me get into places that other people can't get into. Um, but people will recognize me a little bit because normally when I go to a football game, if I'm not with friends, I sit with the recruits. And then he kind of had these questions about who is this guy. Um, and so some people, some of the parents that are in that section, they know who I am. Um, they've seen me. But the, the story is still getting traction nowadays. So my, my story is now starting to be uh, be out there in the light. So, yeah, they don't – I get to walk around, and they don't know who I am. George, you know, I've always um, been fascinated by your, uh, by your cousin Jack, man. I know you've heard this ad nauseum a lot of times. Um, when I was in high school, I remember the first time I went to Iowa State on a recruiting trip uh, for football. And, you know, Iowa was kind of, uh, I think Jim Walton might have. Was it Jim Walton? I think it was Jim Walton was the coach during that time. Yeah. Uh, he was a coach during that time. And I remember it was before they named the stadium after your cousin Jack Trice. But you, there was so much history about him. And then, you know, obviously you're in college. I mean, it's kind of like, oh, that's cool. You know, they, you, you, you appreciate it. But, I mean, you, you know about it, but you don't really appreciate it until you get older. And it came up again. 
uh, a number of years ago just studying um, what he went through. I'm a huge history buff, and I, I study black history like crazy, in particular in athletics, because the number of things that your, uh, your cousin had to go through and others, I think about here at Nebraska uh, as well, we had uh, guys that were the first to do it. Was there any pressure on you when you were in school and just growing up? You know, I mean, I will say, I will say, I'll go back to growing up. There was no pressure on me because I didn't know the story, honestly. Mm. Um, I first found out about the story in 1988. And in 1988, that's when they unveiled the statue. And my grandfather, who I'm named after, George Trice, who was Jack's first cousin, my uncle Nelson, who's also his first cousin, and then my cousin Chester, who was the son of my grandparents' um, um, brother, they were flown out to Iowa for the unveiling of the statue. I was eight years old, and I had chicken pox, so me and my mom could not go. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I was eight, never thought about it, and then I didn't really learn about Jack Trice until 97. Um, in 97, my football coach, every morning I would go, I was done playing, kind of done playing football, would go see my coach, he was an English teacher, and was sitting in his office every morning, and one morning, the beginning of the school year, uh, my senior year, 97, uh, that's when they renamed the stadium Jack Trice Stadium and Cyclone Field. That's when they reversed it. And the article was in the Cleveland Plain Dealer because Jack went to East Tech down there in Cleveland. Hmm. And so that's when I relearned about the story. And then when I talked to my mom that night, that's when she brought out the Jet magazine where they had the story about Jack. They had my grandparents and things in there. Um, and that's when it started to come to fruition that – that's who I was related to. That's who that was. Because again, being from Cleveland, I would never go, thought to go to Iowa. You know, I was going to go to Michigan. <laughs> you go to Ohio State. You go, you'll pit. You go somewhere out near you. You don't really know a lot about Iowa. And so that kind of it, it didn't give me a lot of pressure. And so I was able to just you know learn, go through the motions. I reached out to Iowa State. They they broke down my lineage and told me I was a first cousin twice removed and. Uh, they flew flew me and my mom out there for a, a basketball game. It was in February, cold February, just like it is right now. And um, went to a game, and, uh, you know, I was warmly welcomed when people saw me, thumbs up, giving me the high five, smiles all <laughs> over the place. And that's when I started to, to know that I was part of something greater. Hmm. George, let me – when you get to Iowa State, uh, obviously they know who you are. Was did that hurt you? Would that make it tougher going to school because everybody was like George tries, 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 tries? What what was that like? Your college experience? Remember on the air, George? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So I'll give the I'll give the the, the kid version. You know, there we go. The SEC version. Um, <laughs> FCC, but, I might you add. know. You, you know, I um, I had the best of both worlds being at Iowa State. So. I had the the privilege um, to be a part of athletics, even though I didn't have to play it down. So I had all the benefits, uh, the workout plan, the access that an athlete would have uh, as a football player. But I was a normal student, so I didn't have to go to the rigor rigor of hurting my body, being at a practice all day, and you know the traveling. So I was able to to be a normal student at the same point. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so. That was a good thing that I, you know, got all that. But sometimes it went to my head because I, I felt that because mm. I was on the stadium, my name is on there and I'm here, I could pretty much do whatever I want to do. And then sometimes it went to my head. You know, I remember one story. I parked uh, in front of my dorm and I wasn't supposed to. 
and they were about to tow my car. Someone came and knocked on my door, and they said, uh, they're about to tow your car. I ran out of my pajamas, and I said, do you know who I am? I didn't use all, I used a couple extra words in there. And, um, and I said, put my car down now. I was like, I'll move it. I'm just waking up. I will move it. You know who I am. You see the license plate. And they put my car down. They said, please move it in the next 20 minutes. And I went and got dressed, and I moved the car. You know, but that was something that I look back, and I regret doing that yeah. because the person was doing their job. And, you know, I was just, you know, being, you know, big a kid. Um, and so, but, you know, when I was in class and things like that, you know, I did get looked at as, oh, you're Trice. Oh, you you were George Trice. And it, it was a kind of a, everybody looking at you, all eyes on you. So mm. I had to, you know, I had to be a, a better person, a better version of myself at most of the time because there were eyes on me at all times. And there right. were a lot of people that had a lot of skin in the game with me being there to be successful because of how I got there. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, too, about Jack. Um, so you, well, growing up in Ohio, you ended up at Iowa State. How, how did he end up at Iowa State, being that he grew up in Ohio, kind of, I guess, being in the 20s, that he wound up at Iowa State of all places. It's really, um, you know, I, I, I like to say that Iowa State was lucky that they got Jack Trice. And, and, and they were because the way Jack got here, so I'm, I'm working, um, you know, I'll, I'll talk later about a, a non, my nonprofit, the Trice yes. Legacy Foundation, but it's uh, in honor of Jack. But I'm working with East Tech High School and John Hay High School back in Cleveland. Now, John Hay's were a lot, my mom and a lot of my relatives went in East Tech is where, you know, the other half of my family and where Jack went. But Jack ended up at Iowa State at, or at Ames College because his football coach from high school came out and was recruited to be the coach at Iowa State. Mm. So Sam Williman was going to be the coach, and he brought six of his players, Jack mm. being the only black player. But Jack had five of his other teammates from high school out there with him. So he had – he had – um you know, connection. He had love for these people. They knew who he was by playing with him in high school. And so that's how he got out to Iowa from Ohio. That's the only way is because his coach came out. Was this coach, and I was reading up on that, uh, George, last night I was watching some videos just on on your cousin. Was that a, was that a recruiting thing? What type of relationship did Jack, uh, the Jack's high school coach already have with Iowa State? Was that something that had gone on a long time? How was that relationship? That I honestly I do not know that connection. Um, you know, you never you never know the connection because it's just like you know. Right now we have uh, Coach Campbell. He's from Toledo, Ohio. You know, how did he get to Iowa State? You know, he was doing things that got him noticed where he was, um, and they must have had a, a great deal for him to to come out there. And you know, probably one of the things was bringing some of his players to make to make sure he had a, a solid start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so the- that's the only thing I know about it. Mm-hmm. There is a reading here. I'm going to make sure I got time too, Nick. Do I got time before this break? Um, that, that just blows me away every time. And I know you've, 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 this is what's embedded on the stadium, uh, George, but I, I love this because, George, I, I think back to where, um, uh, you know, George Flippin was the first Nebraska, uh, the first black uh, player to play at Nebraska. And um, I can't imagine what he went through, what your cousin uh, Jack went through and all those who came before them. But to, to think about the letter, when you first read the letter that, that Jack wrote, what were your thoughts about that? Uh, how is this young 
how does this young man have such a solid head on his shoulder? Because you look at you look at back in the twenties, what he had to go through. Now we all know what he had to go through. So this letter was written. You know, he had to go up to Minnesota, and he was on a separate train car. He had to stay in a separate hotel um, area of the hotel because he couldn't stay uh, because he was black and. You know, so he had a lot of time to himself to think and to to look at what this meant for him to be up there when he really wasn't wanted up there. And for him to talk about what he was going to do, um, I look at that and I, I, there was a there's a, m- a movie out that just got released. It's um, called De- Devotion. And, yes. Um, yes. The guy who you have you seen that? I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my list. I'm watching the plane tomorrow. Hopefully, yes. Go ahead. Okay. So the reason why I bring that up is because. Um, I don't want to explore the movie, but it's a black pilot back in the time where black pilots were rare. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he got a lot of people saying negative things to him. But he used that as fuel to do better. Mm-hmm. And I think, in my mind, Jack wrote that letter as, a, as him looking in the mirror, saying that people have said these things about that he couldn't do, that he wasn't going to do, that he shouldn't be here. And he said, these, this is why I'm doing it. I think it was kind of a... It was a pet talk to himself, mm. and sometimes you got to write those things down mm. in order for them to come to fruition. Wow. And I think he was getting those thoughts out of his mind because of mm. all the negative things that were said about him, and he had to say, this is why I'm doing this. This is what I'm going to accomplish by going out there and doing it. And I think he was ahead of his time in thinking that way, but, you know, you, you got to look at the fact that he wasn't expected to do great things. That's mm. why he said, I will be great. I will, I will do these things. Mm. It's because he was not expected to be who he was because he wasn't considered a whole human. He wasn't, wow. you know, he didn't have all the same rights as everybody else that didn't look like him. So I think that was really him talking to himself, and eventually others saw that. George, I'll tell you what, man, you're about to have me head to the weight room and run through a wall, man, because there's so... <laughs> much there's so much there's so much life into that and and like you said he was it was giving himself a talk and it says i will and we're going to take a break in a sec but i want to read this to the listeners again and i know uh george know this probably verbatim but this is the letter the words that a 21 i don't was he even 21 yet when he wrote this letter george he was he was born he was born may 12 1902 1902 and october 3rd of 20 1923 is when he passed right Mm-hmm. So he pins this letter, and you, you think about you know you think about this, George. What was surrounding him? Me and you today can walk in any hotel we want to. We can we can ride any train, any airplane, etc. Doesn't mean those things don't exist, but not it's not even compared comparison to what uh, your cousin George, uh, what comparison Jack went through. You think about him. He's in this hotel room by himself. His teammates are another place. He rode a tr- he rode in a different uh, train car. And he pins these he pins these words. My thoughts just before the first real college game of my life. The honor of my race, family, and self are at stake. Everyone is expecting me to do big things. I will. My whole body and soul are to be thrown recklessly about on the field tomorrow. Every time the ball is snapped, I will be trying to do more than my part. On all defensive plays, I must break through the opponent's line and stop the play in their territory. Beware of mass interference. Fight low with your eyes open toward the play. Roadblock the interference. Watch out for cross bucks, reverse, and runs. Be on your toes every minute if you expect to make good. Who even writes like that anymore, George? That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. He was ahead of his time. He was a thoughtful person, and you know, I, I think that when you have a lot of time to yourself. 
you really can get in your thoughts and you really can get those down and get them get them right. Right now we're we're in so we're like um, like ants in a line. We're going so fast mm-hmm. we don't get the time to sit back and think. But because he couldn't do certain things and he had a lot of alone time, he was able to really think and articulate what he wanted to say, what he wanted the world to know about him. So. I don't know many 21 drills that can write like that. I mean, they're, they're, they're considered geniuses, I guess, you know, but you know, this is what he, he thought his family, his community and, and education were, were, were big. George, there's so much to unpack there, man. And George, we're going to, we're, we're going to do real fast. We're going to um, uh, have a quick few messages from our station partners uh, and take care of that. And we'd love to have you come back. Cause we want to talk about your foundation and what you're doing now as well. Uh, folks, we, we are privileged to have George Trice, the cousin of Jack Trice, famous Iowa State football player, first black player to play for Iowa State. We have the word from our sponsorships and our partners, and we'll talk. We'll be back with you soon. Let's take it.